A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful word that comes to us from God. In his homily for Corpus Christi Sunday, Father explains the difference between receiving Jesus in the Eucharist and living in Holy Communion. This feast of the solemnity of the body and blood of Christ is such a central part of our faith that I struggled throughout the entire week to figure out a theme for the homily. We know there is actually so much to talk about, there's so much beauty, wonder, and truth in this beautiful sacrament. Somebody could talk for hours and hours, not even come close to exhausting the fullness of what needs to be said. I got myself given a retreat called the New Manor Retreat, where I speak for over five hours on just one aspect of this beautiful sacrament. There's always still so much more to say. Obviously, I cannot give you a five-hour homily, even if some of you think it feels that way sometimes. So, unable to solve the problem of what to focus on, I decided to start putting together information sheets for those who will be extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion. Since we're going to be starting offering the precious blood again, because today we celebrate the beautiful, sacred body and blood of Christ, it's the ideal time to get refreshed on the proper procedures, not only how to distribute, but also to receive this incredible gift, but also to renew our understanding of this gift. Now, as writing the instructions, I put down the official title the Church uses, Extraordinary Minister of Holy Communion. I began to take issue with that particular title. Now, in the past, I'd focus on the first part of that, Extraordinary Minister. Because it seemed to me that every time I speak about that, it needs to be clarified that the word extraordinary does not indicate the person who's distributing is in any way special because they're distributing. They are not extraordinary people because they come up and distribute the precious blood. The word extraordinary comes from two words, extra and ordinary. It simply means that they are not the ordinary person who distributes the priest, the clergy, the deacon, are the ordinary. Lay people are extra from that. So just because you come up does not mean that you're awesome, even though you might be. It simply means you're outside of the norm, the ordinary process. But that really is not my issue. My issue is not the first half of that title, even though it's a little bit long. It's the second half. The words Holy Communion. Now before anyone starts to gasp and think that the priest has an issue with Holy Communion, let me clarify what I mean. Today we celebrate the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. We recognize that this is truly what we receive in the sacrament. Jesus makes it clear in the Gospel when he says, I am the living bread, whoever eats of my flesh and drinks of my blood. 
He doesn't mince any words. He's not making some allegorical or symbolic statement. He's making it clear that we truly receive Him, His body, and His blood. The physical realities of Jesus and His human nature. But His humanity, through the mystery of the resurrection, can never experience separation by death again. So what this means is that we receive His body and His blood, we also receive His human soul, the fullness of His human nature. But our faith also teaches us that through the ministry of what we call the hypostatic union, His human nature is eternally unified with His divine nature. They can never be separated. What this means is if you get any part of Jesus, you get all of Jesus. The fullness of who He is, body, blood, soul, and divinity, they cannot be separated. To get any is to get all. It's why the Church teaches that whether you receive just the host or the cup, you still get the fullness of Jesus. It also wants to teach us that if you get a broken host, you do not get half of Jesus. And if you drink the entire cup of wine or of the precious blood, you do not get more of Jesus. A bigger host is not a bigger Jesus, and more blood is not more Jesus. The littlest amount is the fullness of all. By the way, that was a little disclaimer for those that want to receive the precious blood, not to fill the entire cup. Now this is an amazing and beautiful truth, but it doesn't explain why I have an issue with the words holding communion in the title for extraordinary ministers. It's because the words holy communion refer to the sacrament in a way that most people simply do not understand. When Jesus instituted the Eucharist at the Last Supper, it was much more than a way for him to be present to his disciples after his ascension. He was offering himself in covenant relationship with his people. And so many people have not come to the realization that the gift of Jesus is not about us getting something. All too often we hear people say things like, it's good we have priests so we can get communion. I want to go to Mass so I can get Jesus. One of the biggest motivations for people to go to confession is not to restore the relationship with Christ, so they can start to receive Jesus again in the sacrament. There's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to receive Jesus. In fact, He Himself wants people to receive Him. That's why He offered Himself. But the question Jesus asks is, what does He get in return? It's so important in our relationship with our Lord Jesus to understand He did not give Himself so we could simply take. He gave Himself so we would have a desire to give ourselves back. Holy Communion is not about us getting Jesus. It's about us entering into a special and unique relationship, a beautiful relationship with our Lord. So we use the title, Extraordinary Minister of Holy Communion, it simply doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because a person, not even a priest, can give Holy Communion. Holy Communion is not something a person can hand out. It's not something a person can give to another. Holy Communion is something a person must enter into by their own choice to give of themselves fully to Christ. 
For there to be communion, there has to be at least two persons willing to give themselves totally and offer it to the other in a bond of total unity. And if one person is giving, the other person is not giving in return, there simply is no communion. And we need to understand this as an aspect of our faith. I have no problem saying to extraordinary ministers of the body and blood of Christ, because that's actually what's being given out. And everybody who comes forward receives the body and blood of Christ. But until the person who is receiving these gifts responds with their heart, their mind, their soul as an offering to Christ, Holy Communion is simply not possible. We cannot minister to somebody their response. We cannot make somebody else enter into that communion with our Lord. Everybody, however, as I said, receives the body and blood, the reality of who Jesus is. If an atheist walked into this church and came forward, and somebody handed him a host, he receives the fullness of Christ, body, blood, soul, divinity. He is holding God in his hand. But he's not entering into Holy Communion. We need to understand this at the core of our very being. Because anybody can get Jesus. But not everybody receives Holy Communion. It's why the Church teaches that if you're not Catholic, you can't receive Communion because you're not unified with the body of Christ. You've broken that unity of faith. So therefore, to come forward to receive Jesus, you're not entering the Holy Communion because you've rejected that communion. That's why the Church also teaches that if you're in a state of mortal sin, you yourself have broken that communion with God, with our Lord, with His people. So to receive Jesus in the sacrament is a one-way thing. You can't enter the communion with Christ because you've chosen to break communion with Christ. Holy communion becomes impossible make a mockery of this gift. Because we come forward, it's not just a receipt of that beautiful gift, it's a gift to that gift. It's a covenant relationship. And if we get so focused on Jesus being a gift to us only, we fail to realize why He gives Himself to us to begin with. He wants a relationship with us. He doesn't want to simply be a piece of bread. He wants to be a piece of our lives. It's an invitation. As you come forward, He's inviting you forward and saying, I want to give myself to you when you give yourself back to me. And if we're not willing to give ourselves back, all we've done is taken advantage of His gift. He's got nothing in return. That's not how we're supposed to enter into the sacramental life. We have to recognize this is not getting something, we're getting a someone. And not just an anyone, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. We're receiving the fullness of His humanity. We're uniting ourselves with His human nature so one day we can be united with His divine nature. Anybody can say the words, I do, until they offer themselves in 
loving sacrifice. There's not a communion. We need to recognize that this is not something we just take and eat. It's something we take and live. Jesus says, I am the new bread down from heaven. He compares himself to the man in the desert. The man in the desert gave them life, physical life, but it could not restore the relationship with God. Jesus says, I don't want you to simply have your hunger satisfied. I want you to be restored so that you can come to me and be unified with my wonderful relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Jesus wants us to enter into his divine life. And this is the path by which it is possible, but it is not possible if we do not open ourselves up to that divine life. You can't receive the fullness of God's glory unless you're willing to give the fullness of who you are. When Jesus says, take and eat, he's saying, take in the fullness of who I am, so that you can give the fullness back. When this beautiful solemnity started in the church, back in the 1200s, by a nun, a religious sister, St. Juliana, in 1246. And she wanted people to appreciate the beauty of what they were receiving, that this was indeed the person of our Lord Jesus Christ, the resurrected Christ in his fullness. The same Christ who says to Peter, after he rose from the dead, Do you love me? Walks with the people on the road to Emmaus. The same Jesus who spoke to Mary Magdalene is the Jesus Christ that we receive in the sacrament. She wanted the world to understand this again. So Pope Urban in 1964, 1964, in 1264, made this a universal so that we can all appreciate the beauty of this gift. But it's a meaningless gift if we don't return ourselves as part of that gift. There's nothing more powerful in our sacramental life outside of baptism and confirmation than the wonder of the Eucharist. But we call it a Holy Communion because it's not something that we simply get, it's something that we give of ourselves to. We receive the body and blood of Christ. We enter into Holy Communion. And if we don't accept the one and do the other, then the sacrament has no meaning in our lives. And all you're doing is eating a piece of bread. We need to understand this if we're truly going to have that life that Christ promises. We need to live this if we're going to have that life that Christ promises. We need to realize the beautiful nature of what Jesus is doing for us. He comes out of the very heavens and He gets on this altar before all of us no matter how sinful we are, He offers Himself to us and says, I want to give myself to you. Will you take me? And after we say yes, Lord, yes, will you give yourself back? That is holy communion. And that is only something that you can do.